The AI race is on. You need a pit crew, the right team to get into the winner's circle. Grab AI by the circuits and make it work for you. Welcome to Wolf's Watch. I'm Wolf. This is part four of our sneak peeks on the AI executive summary series. And we want to talk some more about how do you identify who you need on the team? And we talked more about who, who you have to have on the team, what roles, but how do you get the individuals for those roles? Now, here is the key to that. You ready? Get something to write with. This is the key. You have to define what behaviors are needed in order for that person to be successful in that role. I'm not talking about an individual person. I'm talking about for the, the role itself. So that comes down to, for example, is it somebody that needs, let, let's talk about the, uh, let's make it practical. We were talking about the business project manager that you need to have as your co-lead, right? Business, a business project manager, technical project manager, right? So for the business project manager, for example, that person needs to be really strong in leading change. Change that sticks because otherwise you're going to be stuck in the 70%. You don't want to be part of that 70% that fails to get the business results that they expected when they implemented change in their business. And that's a statistic that since it was first reported by, I believe it was, um, it, it was in the book uh, on, on, on benchmarking. Shoot. Champy was one of the co-authors on it. That was 1993. That has since been backed up by research study after research study after research study. I believe it was Gallup was one of the more recent ones. So that hasn't changed much. There's a reason why. It's a special skill set to be able to do change that sticks. And there are three things that are major fail factors. And that person needs to be up on that. They need to be good at the change part of it uh, in, in order to make it stick. Otherwise, you're wasting a lot of money. Now, that person also needs to be very, very good in communication skills. You need to have very high EQ because it's a high stress, high pressure uh, role. When I played that role in some companies, I even had people went so far, tried to poison me because they didn't like you messing with people's jobs. People can have unpredictable responses. Now, I'm not saying you're going to get that level of drama within your company. Most likely not. That was extremely rare. And that was a super high stress situation where we're doing a turn. I so the book that I just recently wrote for former parish uh, talks about that. But it needs to be somebody that's able to deal with those kinds of situations as high EQ in order to be able to, to um, take a lot of criti criticism, a lot of feedback, a lot of pushback, because one of the keys, one of the three things that is necessary to be good at leading change that sticks is to not just be open to, but actually invite and embrace criticism and pushback. And I'm not talking about insurrection. That's different. This is a whole talk for another time. That's one of the behaviors. So what is it in the personality that will make that person successful, make it likely that they will succeed in that particular role. Well, here's another thing to consider. In their personality profile, say you do a Colby-style personality assessment. You should do some type of assessment to make sure you're getting the right person. This is so critical. It's mission critical to your business. Uh, say it's a Colby-style uh, analysis because that, that assessment is cognitive, right? So it's how do they show up? What's going on in their mindset? How do they show up for problem solving? So they need to be someone that is a very, what's called a quick start in the Colby assessment world. So that means they are the type that looks at goes here, hold my, hold my coffee. How difficult can this be? Let's go. They're able to run fast, make decisions, respond, solve problems, limited data. They're ready to go. Like for example, I'm high, I'm high quick start 
high information gatherer, which creates a gas on the pedal, uh, a foot that can create foot on the gas, foot on the brake type of a scenario. So I need to be, I've learned to work with that, to adapt that, to understand myself over the years. So in order to be able to pull out the, hey, we need more data when it's neat, when it is actually needed and have the, hey, we've got very limited data. We're going to run anyway, because it's either needed from a timing and criticality standpoint, or because it's just clear that it's going to take too long. Just the data is not there. So somebody has that type of response. So it's digging into that. If you're doing a Myers-Briggs, it's somebody that needs to be very extroverted, but very people-oriented on that grid. So think about that. You know, what, what types of tools can you use and what types of questions can you ask to screen? This is a huge issue. This is, doesn't apply just to this position. This is something you need to be doing for every role within your company because that ties into what are the, what are the behaviors that they need to engage in, which will help with performance management, and with coaching and developing that person along with anyone else that's on your team over time as well. So that's just a quick insight. This is a sneak peek. Gonna This is a Friday evening, so I'm going to be keep it brief with you. I've got to get off to a meeting as well. Hope you're having an awesome summer. Thanks for being part of Wolf's Watch. I'm Wolf, and I will see you on the trail.